When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and I think your mother wears army boots. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WCW watcher of classic wrestling and the Hollywood Hogan to my warrior. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? Uh, what? <laughs> you don't want to... Yeah. That man. match was uh, bad. Not oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it... Uh, Something along the lines of uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I think you and I talked about this before where obviously it sucked. But man, I think like some people go overboard with it. It's like they act like they're they're witnessing like, you know, a gruesome murder in front of them or something. It's like it was just like kind of a bad wrestling match. Like calm down. Uh, I was uh, it wasn't Britt Baker and Taya Valkyrie, but bad. Was that the one where like <laughs> Taya basically like dropped her? Yep. finisher. <laughs> yeah, that was something. At uh, I don't know, again, man. Again, not good. Why do people like? Why do the women in that company seem to progress in the wrong way, or I guess rather digress? I don't know. No freaking clue. <sighs> yeah. Well, speak, this this night actually does get better as it goes along, but well, actually, I don't know. It's like it's it's like suck 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 great and then it ends so it didn't end so great in a way i'm sure yeah we'll <laughs> yeah that's uh well we'll talk about it but uh for anybody who doesn't know there there was a major flub on the show you don't know why are you listening to a retro wrestling podcast this is one of the biggest things in the history of wrestling i would like to to chalk that up to they want to learn why they would want to learn about uh you're this? in the right spot <laughs> Yeah, right. You're about to learn today. But, yeah, this this show... I learned you some good retro. Yeah. There, there, I will say this. The middle of this card, I was like, why is this on paper? Like, why are you making people pay to see this? This is like just random time filler nitro crap that you're throwing on pay-per-view. Like, I, I, I really don't get it. Like, were you with me on, on some of that? Like, especially, like, just... I think I've said this about, like, multiple WCB shows we've done, yeah. 
Yeah, and it's literally the middle of the card. It just, yeah. It, well, I mean, not. I think to, they're trying to get ratings something on TV with how they play some of this stuff. Yeah, right. Well, hey, uh, not not to uh, use and abuse it already, but uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Yeah, it it was not. But we'll get into all of it. There's plenty to talk about. The news is kind of weird, but uh, this raw that we're going to talk about at the top of the news is uh, one that is very well remembered, I'll say, by a lot of people. But we'll talk about that uh, after we get done thinking the sponsors of the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Muller Bros Golf Signature Polos. Muller Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MullerBros.com for 15% off. Muller Bros doesn't just have polos, by the way. They have really fun golf t-shirts that you can wear anywhere. Maybe like that barbecue that your family invited you to, or even that get-together with your friends. Maybe a night out on the town if you want to have fun while looking good and also impressing the local ladies. Make sure to let them know where you got that shirt and wear it proudly. Don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire with Mahler Bros. Get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at M-A-H-L-E-R-Bros.com with code BELLYUP. Turn heads on the golf course or wherever you wear Mahler Bros. polos. Mahler Bros. golf look good, feel good. Feel good, play good. And now we're going to get into our first break. On the other end, it's news and notes time. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. It's spooky season. I'm getting scaredy farts. At our bonfire store, pick yourself up some Main Event Mark swag, like our Breast Cancer Awareness Month logo on a t-shirt, muscle shirt, or whatever you'd like. Have it your way. The temperatures are also dropping, so grab yourself a sweatshirt or hoodie. They even come in kids' sizes for the little ones. To what? What? Did you say utes? Yeah, two Go trick-or-treating as a WWE, Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, WCW, Watcher of Classic Wrestling, or an ECW, Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling, and really scare the neighbors. Oh, hi, Mark. Head over to bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks and get some swag to create some havoc for Halloween. That's bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash main event marks. Happy Halloween. <laughs> By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of Here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know, a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought? 
this is an invasion angle. Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now, back to the show. And we're back. We're back. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups, And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down in the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. But it is time to get into the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to crack it. Oh, well, what what you drinking today? It's uh, sugar-free soa. Oh, nice. Well, you know what we say here? The the official store of the main event marks, the the Dollar Tree. But you know what we always say on this show is, It's five o'clock somewhere. I don't co-sign that one. (laughs) I hate country music. I think it's ass. Yeah. Well, we know somebody who, uh, he claims he only likes the quote-unquote classic country. I don't like any of it. Well, I'm super white, so I think that's written into law that if you are this white, you have to like some <laughs> some country music somewhere along the line. But uh, either way, getting into all the news and notes, because we do have plenty to cover here. Yeah, I would so, imagine. So we're going to go ahead and hit it. That is correct. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dave. Everything that guy just says bullshit. <laughs> yes, sir. Did I tell you that while I was waiting for you in Detroit, that was on one night? Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, how about that? Uh, well, starting off here, Raw this week featured them recreating a fairly unknown 1994 movie called Swimming with Sharks. It essentially consisted of Steve Austin taking Vince McMahon hostage and spending the whole show teasing that he was going to kill him before firing a pop gun and leaving Vince to piss his pants. Throughout the show, <laughs> God dang it, pal, I'm going to piss myself. Ha <laughs> ha, God dang it. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway. Oh, you uh, like that kind of humor. Shut up. <laughs> I know yeah, you do. Well, it would have been, been better if he crapped his pants right there oh, in the middle yeah. of the Yeah, that would be far better. <laughs> Uh, anyway, throughout the show, they recreated many of the scenes from the movie. Uncle Dave thinks it was a little uncomfortable watching 13,000 people, many of them kids, enthusiastically rooting for Austin to literally murder someone, but whatever. 
Raw dominated in the ratings over Nitro yet again. Oh, man, I didn't know we had the, uh, <laughs> the opinion of Dave on that. Well, yeah, of course. This is the guy that's okay with kids seeing his precious bucks tape thumbtacks to their shoes and kick people in the face with it. And, yeah. and also exploding super kicks. Super that's kick! Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know what you're not getting about this. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to find the line. There is, the, the line is here, Greg. Where uh, are the line? Uh, anyway, yeah, so I remember this Raw distinctively. I mean, I do too. It, yeah, I, I think everybody above a certain age really does. And they show it in highlight packages and whatever for Stone Cold. So, I don't know. Uh, anyway. What was the news there? Uh, that we just talked about it. Yeah, well, it's kind of just a rundown of it, and I, I've never heard of this. I mean, he does admit, well, it's fairly unknown from 1994, but it's like, I've never heard of it. Swimming with sharks. Well, it wasn't 1994 for damn sure. It was 98, wasn't it? Uh, the show, yeah, but this, the movie that he's referring to was from 1994. I thought it was a take on Deliverance. Was that? I've never seen Deliverance, so I, I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I've never, I've never heard of this movie. Apparently it had Kevin Spacey in it. Yeah, that's the only person I know. Benicio del Toro. There we go. Whatever. Anybody else let, uh, that's uh, that's listening is uh, Dave full of crap. Well, is Dave full of crap about this? We know he's full of crap, but you know specifically about this. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that in there, Dave. That's an easy answer. I've never seen the movie, so I really cannot comment on whether or not it was a, a take on it. Or he he said they full on recreated scenes from it. So I don't know. Um, but either way. So, the latest WWF pay-per-view, Judgment Day, pretty much sucked. Newcomer Christian won the light heavyweight title from Takamish Noku, and Dave says that the plan well, looks to be... Well, when you it with that, yeah, you can easily say it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and uh, Uncle Dave it says... It sucked. Gilbert and Funaki kicked off the show. There you that go. sounds like a winner to me. Oh, hell, you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but, anyway, uh, Uncle Dave says that the plan is to put Christian... Uh, in and Edge together as a babyface team and portray them as brothers. Well, he got the you brothers. You know, they're both pasty white as hell, but yeah. <laughs> Good no way, brothers. But he also says that when you look at Christian's face, he looks to be in his 30s, even though he's actually in his early 20s. <laughs> Good God. Dave said that? Yeah. Yeah, he had to get that one yeah, in. He loves talking about people's appearances, doesn't he? Yeah, right. Even though the dude has looked like north of 55 since birth. That thing anyway. on his face. This looks like it's getting bigger every time I see it. You mean his yeah, face? We can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, X-Pac won the European title and the best match of the night with... Uncle... European title. Exactly. With Uncle Dave saying that X-Pac might be the best worker in WWF right now, and D'Lo is the most improved. Eh, I mean, it's a little hard to argue that at certain points. Uh, the Rock doing his people's elbow spot got the biggest pop of the entire show. The Undertaker-Kane main yeah, event... Yeah, the obvious. Right. The Undertaker-Kane main event ended with a non-finish, leaving the title vacant and likely leading to a tournament, bro, at Survivor Series. Uh, no, it wasn't a non-finish. It wasn't vacant. Austin counted both down and declared himself the champion. That's a finish to me. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, but it will lead to a tournament at Survivor Series where The Rock will probably win it. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, he, you know what? He got one right. Did he say anything else with that, though? Uh, like what? Rock turning heel. Well, uh, no, he didn't. He didn't say anything no. about turns or whatever. Well, yeah, he doesn't get everything. No, but a tournament at Survivor Series where The Rock wins it all. I mean, that's you know. Uh, by the way, now in the now in the archives, uh, Survivor Series 1998, the Deadly Game. <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, because there are more than one game, I guess. Exactly. 
This one is kind of funny. Vince McMahon, along with The Undertaker, was featured in the cover story of this week's New York Magazine and an extensive article. The cover itself is an interesting story because they wanted Austin and McMahon, but Vince wouldn't go along with doing a photo shoot with Austin, considering their rivalry is the biggest thing in the business right now, and he at least cares enough about kayfabe that he doesn't want the two of them doing magazine covers together. So then Vince offered to do the shoot with The Rock, claiming that he is soon to be the biggest star in the company. The magazine turned that down because they believe The Rock was a wrestling star, but not a mainstream star. That aged like milk. <laughs> About a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that's uh, f- the first time we get to hit. <laughs> anyway, they settled on yeah, The Undertaker. Yeah, that. <laughs> that was the first time I heard settled on The Undertaker used, like, in reality. Like, There's a oh. couple of things wrong with that whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> We won't even get into that. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Deborah McMichael signed with the WWF and debuted on Raw this week alongside Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. So, so Vince Russo was watching WCW and decided, hey, let's bring in Deborah, bro. bro. Oops, bro. <laughs> bro, have you seen her chest, bro? It's gigantic. Got to put it back with Jeff Jarrett, bro. Because for some reason, Vince Russo next hates... Next year, before he leaves, he's going to beat her ass, bro. Or no, he's going to abuse her, bro. <laughs> Yeah, right. Good lord. Uh, the, what is it with like Vince McMahon or uh, excuse me, Vince Russo has made it very obvious, and multiple people have backed this up that he hates the South and Southern people, and he he just can't stand them. But he, except for Jeff Jarrett, yeah. But he pushes Jeff Jarrett, who's about as country as fried chicken and collard greens. He pushes him to the moon, and and even AJ Styles, you can argue that with and. Man, he's about as southern as you can get, man. He legitimately grew up in a trailer park in Georgia. <laughs> but for some reason, Vince, uh, Vince Russo latched himself onto them. <sighs> and why? I, I mean, AJ, I think, is pretty obvious. Jarrett, no effing clue, man. They have a blind squirrel, right? Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of Vince Russo, so the oh, WWF WW brought a woman out of the crowd on Raw who was actually the Kilbasa queen from Howard Stern. She then proceeded to deep throat a bunch of wieners during the Tiger Ali Singh segment. Okay, none of this is made up, by the way. Uh, Anyone yeah. listening think we're having fun? No. This, this is, is 100% f- real. Well, we just made history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, I missed that one. Uh, this is the first time in history, by the way. We're making history right here. First time we've ever said the, the phrase... Uh, deep-throated a bunch of weenies <laughs> on the podcast. And again, we are not being dirty. <laughs> well, I mean, it was dirty, but yeah, not in the not in the uh, we're making it up way. So, SummerSlam 1999 will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, that happens because when I think summertime, I think Minneapolis, Minnesota, or Detroit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man. You and I found out that Detroit is like you know just party city central, right? Yeah, better than four o'clock. <laughs> right. Pretty sure I was getting a couple people pissed off around us by the way when I kept saying that. This, this city sucks. It makes me look forward to going home to California. Oh man. Who the hell loves Detroit? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Kid look. Rock, Eminem, ICP, and I think that's about it. Yeah, right. <sighs> Good lord. But the WWF is trying to get a bunch of uh, legit tough guy types like Butterbean and ex UFC guys to face Bart Gunn in Brawl for All matches. No, they would get Butterbean. I mean, yeah, they have Butterbean, but, um, yeah. So, let's look at the big picture here. What what you just said, they were trying to get this to keep going. 
Yeah, I know. Supposedly, though, anybody who talks about it said, oh, no, Butterbean was the end. Like, we didn't have anything past that. So before either. No. I like how it it came down to, uh, well, the the winner, um, well, the winner will be done. Like, they, they had no no plan for this. Bro, they're going to fight, bro. Then what? Uh, then, you, you know, th- that's it, bro. Shut up. We'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> so stupid. I like people are infatuated with this thing, by the way. Like anytime we talk about it on the podcast, it gets big numbers. Anytime anybody else talks about it on their podcast, it gets big numbers. Like they they did that Dark Side of the Ring episode on it. Like it, people are just infatuated with how stupid this was. And it appealed it. Yeah, I guess so. But WWF's Mexican wrestling show will be called Super Astros and will debut next month. They don't really have any Mexicans of any name value signed up because WCW has most of them. They'll be taping it prior to other TV tapings, so unlike the original plans, it won't be tailored to the Latino crowd or running their uh, their own shows in front of Does Latino. This happen? Uh, yeah, not for very I've never long. seen an episode of it in my life. Well, it's just going to be a bunch of no-name Mexican guys in front of WWF fans with no storylines or reason to care about them. WWF officials will be meeting with EMLL promoter Paco Alonso next week to discuss using some of their guys. And do you know why nobody cares about them? Bro, they're wearing masks in the Mexican, bro. How can I relate to that? (laughs) Again, that's a real quote. We're not being funny. So Bruce Pritchard talked a little bit about this uh, various times. I think their whole thought process on this was like, well, we're going to slap the WWF name on it. And this is like, um, they wanted this to be like a gateway drug, quote unquote, to for uh, Lucha Libre fans to get into WWF. But I'm sorry, if you like Lucha, you like Lucha. You're If you like Lucha and you tune into WWF, that's not what you're going to get. They don't really do that. Like, I, you could get more of that on WCW, like they pointed out. They had any Lucha guy of any name value whatsoever signed to WCW. They didn't really do anything with them, but they were there. I think they picked, like, one Mexican every couple of months, and they were like, you're going to get a half push, and then we'll rotate you. I don't know. But Vader's release won't allow him to work with WCW until December of 1999, which is when his contract would have expired. Man, what... What a time he would have dropped in WCW, eh? <laughs> what the hell would he have done anyway? That's my question. I feel like Russo would have like had fun doing something really stupid with Vader. Like, I mean, right here, he, he worked with Vader in WWF, and he made him do stupid crap there. He probably could have went like way over top, over the top with him in WCW. But he's he basically... Because Russo's never done anything stupid like that. Oh, yeah, never. He's never, you know, taken a legit badass and made him a laughing stock like <clears throat> like awesome but oh the 70s show was great bro yeah right that guy hides my hero bro good god but he's basically been given a conditional release allowing him to work anywhere except for wcw which is why he's joining all japan pro wrestling also there was uh, apparently a clause in vader's wwf contract requiring him to, to stay below 350 pounds and he had to do weigh-ins periodically he barely made the last way in after crash dieting to make it. Vince McMahon apparently promised him a huge push if he could get down to 320, but it never happened. Uh, it probably would never happen anyways. I mean, it's not like it happened for Gunther or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, everybody, like, complains about that crap, but then uh, I've seen, like, you know, the people that actually use their brain have posted, like, a picture of what 
you know, Gunther looked like when he first debuted as Walter and what he looks like now. And they're like, yeah, well, look at here. You know, he actually freaking listened when they told him to get in shape and uh, look where he is now. One of the biggest stars in the entire effing company. One of the longest reigning intercontinental champions of all time. About to be the longest. Yeah, right. Yeah, Honky Tonk Man, watch your ass. He's coming for you. Well, it's just going to be he's going to go after Gunther's junk because that's what he does. He just pisses you. He attacks your wiener. Not being funny. <laughs> Down the archives somewhere. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, he got he, he got chopped so hard he can't get a dick hard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. But speaking of which, Vader has come to an agreement to start working regularly for All Japan, which is pretty big news for the promotion as it creates a lot of new potential matches if handled correctly vader and stan hansen especially should draw big money both as opponents and as tiny wangers <laughs> which all japan is in desperate need of right now wwf has also agreed to allow bart gunn to work some shows for all japan since they aren't doing anything with him what did we just say <laughs> you shot on my people over there yeah good grief man <sighs> But getting into the WCW side of things here, this first story is incredibly uncomfortable. But, you know, this has all been... Yeah. Well, Scott Hall's ex-wife, Dana, was on a radio show in Orlando saying that she might write a book about the business and that 99% of wrestlers are are using drugs. All right, I'm going to stop right there real quick before I continue. Why was somebody interviewing Scott Hall's ex-wife for a radio show? Who... Who cares, bro? That's what I want to know. And second of all, well, I was married to a wrestler, so I'm going to write a book about the industry. Like, fuck off. <laughs> That's why Hogan's wife hasn't done it yet. Good lord. Yeah, right. <laughs> My favorite thing was that the uh, David Hasselhoff roast for that, I think it was Lisa Lampanelli or whatever, like did the Hulk Hogan ear thing. She's like, you hear that, Hulk? It's the sound of a 19-year-old's balls hitting your wife's chin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but uh, apparently Jim Duggan's wife called in and disputed that, you know, the thing about the drug use and saying that it was only maybe like 10 percent. Then, as if it wasn't weird enough, WWF wrestler Billy Gunn called in and said that none of them used drugs and his wife would kick him out if he ever did. All right. None. But not, like, I know you're sticking up for the boys, but none of you. <sighs> like, All right. I like how this is just a pissing contest of he said, she said, by the way, on the radio. <laughs> a lot of people no one cares about. How dare you? He's Mr. Ass. But <laughs> Hall's wife responded saying that almost all the wrestlers sleep around on the road and that wrestlers' wives are naive if they think that their husbands aren't doing it. Good God. <sighs> Sounds like a, an angry ex just bitching about everything on the radio. Not saying that she didn't have, like, reasons to gripe, but why is this on the radio? Like, do it with your girlfriends in private, man. Oh, God. yeah? <laughs> wow. Uh, but as for Scott Hall himself, his latest incident was apparently a, quote-unquote, skirmish with Buff Bagwell at a hotel bar. I would have paid to see this. It's a shocker. Yeah, right. Uh, was, was Buff's mom there? That's what I want to know. Uh, even Hall's closest friends have said that he's impossible to deal with right now and they wonder why WCW hasn't sent him home yet. He's wrecked three rental cars recently, along with the uh, along with multiple arrests. He's been to rehab repeatedly, and it hasn't helped, and he's shown up to countless WCW events in no condition to work. 
No. Yeah. I don't believe that. I, I you're making that up. I don't even know what to say at this point, man. It's this is really, really sad. Not good. Not good. Bad. Oh well, actually, I, what I meant to say was uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Believe me. Believe it, me. Yes, believe it. But in an eight-man tag match featuring the Mexican wrestlers on Nitro, uh, La Parca turned heel on his team. Heel! Uh, and he joined the LWO, which is still around to this day. But the announcers were paying such close attention that they didn't even realize that La Parca had turned on his team, and they pretty, <laughs> much, just, they pretty much just talked about other stuff all the way through it. Uh, <sighs> adding to your earlier point, good God. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. What do you say? Even if you knew what to say. Yeah, right. Bro, nobody cares, bro. <laughs> but despite cutting promos on him for weeks now, Goldberg apparently nixed the idea of doing a feud with Chris Jericho. So apparently, Eric Bischoff pitched the idea of a Jericho versus Billy Kidman feud, but Jericho turned it down because he's trying to distance himself from the cruiserweight division because it pigeonholes him, pigeonholes him Loserweight division. <laughs> as a mid-carter. In re- oh, yeah, that TV title says main event. <laughs> yeah. In return, Bischoff is once again heavily pushing for him to sign a new contract so he won't leave in a year. Yeah, well, he does. Yeah, yeah. He's going to. I mean, I av- assume he does because he he's going to avoid you like the plague and be gone. <laughs> oh, man. Are you talking about Jericho? I think they kid me. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, it's Jericho. He's going to go on to. His kidney's there till the end. So. Wrestle with the big boys. Yeah, right. Is he on the final Nitro? I can't remember. I know he's there. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, I, I know he's physically there, um, but I, I couldn't remember if he actually had a match or not. Well, you, you know, Greg, that the night he had that uh, uh, Viagra on a pole match, you know. Oh, had, yeah, that classic. Yeah, he, he had a really hard night. <laughs> Anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, <laughs> go back and I, I can't give you a date. I don't know. But put it in, you know, ride around a pole, you'll find it. Yep. Yeah. I I don't care enough to look that up. So uh yeah. Anyway. Uh this this by the way I, was the I get he was jealous of him with Tori, but what the hell did uh Shane Douglas do to him? Like, I get Russo was probably jealous of Kidman, but what the hell did uh Shane Douglas do to him to make him be in that garbage too? No clue. I I I really can't even hazard a guess. I I assume it's just like Bro, we got to do something with him. Uh, either way, uh, this was during the time, by the way, like Jericho said that like and Goldberg, I think, backed this up and like admitted that this did happen. Like they had a meeting where Jericho's like pitching this, you know, this feud or this this match where he's like, well, it's all going to culminate with Goldberg literally like destroying me anyway. But, you know, I couldn't have that, you know, couldn't have a legit match. You know, I, I'm not good enough. And Goldberg was like kind of like stood up and slammed his fists on the table. He's like, I'm the guy who breathes in fire and, and like starts like going off on him. And I'm he's the guy like, carrying this company. Yeah. And, and Jericho's like, dude, like it's like calm the F down. Like it's just a match. <sighs> but uh, getting back to the quote unquote, the Mexican wrestlers, Viano four and called that <laughs> because they're Mexicans and they're in the company. I don't know, but that's what they're always referred to. Quote unquote in the dirts. But uh, the Mexican wrestlers, yeah, the Mexicans were wrestling the minis anyway. Oh, good Lord. Viano four ended up needing neck surgery after the injury that he suffered with Raven on Nitro a couple of weeks ago. They took a bone from his hip to fuse it with his neck. Wow. Diffuse it with his neck and he'll be out for about six months. 
but was told that he should make a full recovery. Damn, that sucks. Do you remember, like, do you remember that at all? Do you remember him getting hurt? Because I don't know what the hell I happened. I remember, I remember it, ha- I don't remember it happening, but I remember them talking about it and showing it after the fact. Yeah, yeah I'm just wondering, because, like, I mean, not like Viano 4 was, like, this big name or anything in WCW, but, uh, yeah. How dare know, you? That's a pretty bad injury. The, the uh, speaking of Raven, the idea for Raven is to do an angle where he goes on a losing streak, leading to his mother going on TV and saying that he made up all of those stories about his childhood. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Uh, apparently, it's Raven's idea, and he's been dying to do this angle for a long time. Speaking of which, he doesn't seem to be too happy in WCW because when he was backstage at an ECW show last week, he was telling people that he wanted to leave WCW and come back there. That happens. Uh, Raven still has two years on his contract. How bad is that you want to go back to that crap? Right. But Raven still like, has two years. There's something in AEW right now going, oh, I really want to go to GCW. Yeah, right. I can't wait to get out of this contract so I can go there. <laughs> like, shut up. Nobody said that ever. Uh, except for, well, I was going to say Moxley doesn't have to leave to go to the other one. He does, pulls double duty. But but uh, Raven still has two years left on his contract, and he honestly gets more creative control of his angles than pretty much everyone other than Hulk Hogan and DDP. Yeah, because I think he said himself, nobody gave a damn. So they're like, yeah, whatever. If you can fill TV time, like, who cares? Cares, bro. Uh, they literally, like, he's, he admitted that they literally let him pick, like, handpick the members of the flock. The only one they thrust upon him was Scotty Riggs. So Which, he, he picked Ron Reese? Yep. He was like, well, look at him. He's huge. And, you know, like people don't really remember that crap he did before. Yeah, that but. moment where he uh, fucked Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and the giant. Him and the giant. Just DP'd Hollywood. The giant. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, right. Yeah, they just DP'd Hulk Hogan at, during Halloween Havoc in the middle of the ring, 1995. After the giant comes back from the dead, mind you. All of this is real. Not making it up. Couldn't if I tried. Can't make this up. I mean, why would you? Hey, look, Raven himself admits this, by the way, that every everybody to a to a man says this. He was a miserable son of a bitch. <laughs> like they just said, he was never happy, always complaining. That's why when uh, when Bischoff did that speech, he was like, "Hey, if anybody doesn't want to be here, you know, there's the door. Like, I'll give you your release right now." <laughs> I think they said Raven was the one guy who stood up and was like, "Deuces," and just walked out. So whatever. I don't know. I give him credit for uh, having the balls to do that. Yeah, right. Guaranteed guess, check versus a maybe a bounce check. Yeah, right. Apparently, Paul Heyman paid him quite well when he came back, too. And then he screwed over Paul Heyman because he's like, eh, I'm going to go to the WWF now. Because he still wasn't happy. And then he goes to the WWF and does nothing there. Like, good grief, man. But Sandman will be allowed to use his cane in WCW. Oh, well, thank God. Oh, thank God. Thank you, Kenny Omega. <laughs> this that you know that was the one thing I was like, my God, Sandman's coming to WCW. I hope he can use his cane. Like, man, but he uses cane nowadays too. <laughs> wow. Like, obviously he can't smoke in the arenas, so you know that's out. But you know, I and 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 drinking on his way to the ring that that's Scott Hall's thing now. So you know he can't do that. Every nasty to two. Just throw <laughs> one under the bus. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Both of them. Yikes, man. But either way, both DDP and Raven are fighting to make sure that Sandman gets a real push when he debuts. <laughs> All right. Man, first time. Okay. First time today to use this. What the fuck? Why? Get that Sandman pushing. Yeah, right, man. Because when I think of 
top guys that are really going to bring in the the ratings and and switch this thing around. You know, it, it's hardcore <laughs> hack. He was just hack at first too. I wasn't oh, sure yeah. if there was a name or description, but yeah, he was hack. And then uh, then they're like, "Well, gonna make you hardcore." Brothers of horror. Well, that's a given. This one, I'm today years old. So any plans to bring in Jackie Chan to WCW to do an angle with Ernest Miller have fallen apart, so it won't be happening. Good yeah, God. Jackie Chan has standards. Yeah, right? Look, he only teams up with one black guy, and it's not Ernest Miller. You <sighs> said that. It's true. Tell me, what, tell me what I'm speaking lies here. It's telling lies, man. Whatever. No, it's not whatever. You stepped on the whole essence of the joke. Speaking lies, saying, telling lies, whatever. Either way, speaking of lies... It's time to get into uh, a couple of stories I got out of, uh, well, here we go. This week in ECW. Let me guess, Raven's coming back. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. It's coming up, though. I think that happens at the beginning of 99. He deuces out. But uh, So Paul Heyman wants to put the ECW tag team titles on the Dudley boys, but Sabu and RVD are the current champs. Sabu, in particular, is apparently making a big fuss about not wanting to drop them. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> like, oh, dude, like, shut the f*** up and drop the belts, man. Like, good lord. Oh, you can't put over the Dudley boys. We're above that. Like, shut up. Well, maybe RBD is, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, Nicole Bass and Big Dick Dudley, or Large Richard Dudley, were backstage at Raw... Bass. <laughs> Bass ends up in the WWF within a few months. Yeah. yeah that's something we want to remember. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, dude, freaking, you know, Russo saw them backstage and just like popped a half chub. He's like, bro, I can get one of the whack pack. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy's name, bro, is Big Dick. Bro, come on, that writes itself. Yeah, bro, how many penis jokes can we throw into one show, bro? <laughs> I'll write them all. <laughs> Good Lord. This one, uh, I don't think it goes anywhere, but... You, By the way, you, the, with your tone, I'm going to say thank Kenny Omega again. <laughs> well, for the latest... You are not you, selling me on this. Well, this is outside of wrestling. Uh, these next couple stories are, but they're somewhat related. For the latest UFC pay-per-view, they had plans to run shows in Brazil since they have so much trouble in the U.S., they also have have plans to try to get regulated by athletic commissions and hope to get pay-per-view carriers in America to start carrying them again. Also, Randy Couture has, was stripped of the UFC title and signed with another promotion in Japan due to money issues. That's going to be a reoccurring theme in his career. Oh, really? All the time. Damn. Uh, not, pay, not paying uh, the natural enough? Like people always went to people like Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock for the money issues. Couture is right there with them. Yeah, right. All the time. As far as the running shows in Brazil, because they can't run, you know, they got a bunch of issues here, here in the U.S. Well, you know, if you want to avoid regulations, go to South America. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't think anybody, any of our listeners are from South America, so nobody can at me. But anyway. If you uh, are, what is it, Buenos Aires? I guess what's. I have no clue. <laughs> you all, you speak Portuguese, right? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, and the, they want to get regulated with athletic commissions. I mean, that'll happen. Uh, they want pay-per-view carriers to start carrying them again. That'll happen. I don't know if it happens before um, Sufa takes over, but I don't know. This one, Not only will it happen, but it'll make it bigger than ever. Yeah, right. 
this one is only somewhat wrestling related just because of who the story's about. But so a bomb exploded outside of Jesse Ventura's political office last week, but police don't believe that it was politically motivated. It was apparently one of those bottle bombs that you can make with two a uh, two liter bottle and Drano. I or just a two liter bottle and some hot ice. I've never heard of this before. Wow. But uh, two yeah, more. What, how much, you had like no fun in high school, did you? Uh, I didn't blow crap up. <laughs> you're not blowing crap up. You're blowing up a bottle. Well, I didn't blow bottles up. Yeah, uh, right. I just <laughs> nobody I knew blew like knew how to do that kind of stuff. So I have no idea. But uh, multiple schools I went to though did <laughs> did have issues with for some reason people kept throwing cherry bombs in the toilets. That's a classic. Yeah, I like, and then they would have to shut down the whole damn bathroom for like the next week. <laughs> like happened all the time. But either way, two more of those went off at a nearby church, and it mostly just seems like a high school kid prank or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably that that marine that legit beat Jesse Ventura's ass, and I was trying to prove something to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, there has been a lot of God. This story, I forgot about this. There's been a lot of attempts to bring back the sport of roller derby, which was similar to pro wrestling in a lot of ways. It was popular in the 60s and 70s. Keep in mind, this is 1998. It turns out that uh, television network TNN is going to be putting together a revival of it called Roller Jam. There have been negotiations. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. There have been negotiations with TBS, and even Eric Bischoff was involved in maybe trying to make it happen. But TBS passed, so TNN is picking it up. Get this, dude. This right here makes the whole story. Uncle Dave thinks that TBS probably made a mistake, because if there was ever a time for roller derby to make a comeback, it's now to capitalize <laughs> on wrestling's exploding popularity. Uh, I think that sets us up for... Good God. That show bombed. Nobody... Bro, nobody cared, bro. Nobody cared, bro. The show sucked. Didn't get any ratings. They brought in ECW, like... I think they had ECW before it, trying to get what little audience they had to stick around for it. And not even they cared. As soon as that show came on, they just tuned right out. Good grief. So the last story I got here is... We're going to end on a low note, but it's okay, because things will pick up for the event, right? No! Oh, well. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's grandmother, Christine Jarrett, suffered a massive heart attack and is in the ICU Christine Jarrett has helped promote the Jarrett family's shows for decades in the Nashville area. She actually ended up passing away on November 19th. So this was it for her, unfortunately. But, Sucks. yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, obviously she wasn't a wrestler, but Jeff Jarrett is like third generation Jarrett in the business. Because Christine, like I said, you know. None that, of them drew a dime. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry made a thousand batches of chicken salad, never drew a dime. Huh? Well, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I saw this picture uh, cycling today. People were like, I'm today years old. I, I don't know what this was from, but it was a legit picture. They're like, did you know that Taylor Swift used to babysit for Jeff Jarrett's kids? They're like, I am today years old. Like, wow, that's a weird freaking fact. I think he said it on his TNA documentary years ago. Maybe that's what it was from, yeah. Because it was like a picture of her walking in, like, hanging out with the kids. Like, that's... Wow, okay. <laughs> but, you didn't draw it, any dimes, you had to go find somebody that could draw dimes. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, get that, that cute little girl from down the road that sings about her ex-boyfriends. Yeah, you know, she, I, I'm sure she needs the money. 
anyway, we're going to take our next break, ladies and gents. On the other end of this, we're diving into the pay-per-view. Follow the Main Event Marks on Twitter and Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Muddy 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. It's WCW's Halloween Havoc 1998 took place on this date, October 25th, 1998. The tagline was the night when good battles evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had the dumbest taglines for their shows. What does that have to do with the main event? Because they're both good. Uh, I don't know. I felt like like that was obviously the ma- you know the like the main event, whatever. But I feel like quote unquote the match that they were building up was Hogan Warrior. Like well, I, I think the uh, package at the beginning of the oh the, yeah <laughs> the F and package at the beginning of the pay per view. I think it was just for Hogan and Warrior. I was like, really. DDP and Goldberg don't get no love. Hell no. <sighs> yeah, and I guess which match was better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this took place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, New uh, Nevada. Uh, the go Raiders. Sure. <laughs> the tagline was uh, ten thousand six hundred sixty-three. So respectable. Oh, what does Dave? Say? What does Uncle Dave say? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Rashley. actually, yeah, I have a friend that worked the turnstile, and what he told me was. Anyway, but the buy rate was 0.78, which amounted to about 500,000 buys. Eh, that's okay. Uh, did you you watch this one live, right? I did. Uh, you, did uh, did you watch it at your uh, your buddy's house who had uh, I did, box? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but to start the show, we start off with commentary and then a dance from the Nitro Girls. To drag out the opening of the show even more... I mean, was fully on to this already. For yeah, all the way live. But me and Gene Oakland is at, on the stage to call out 
Rick Steiner. Gene asks Rick about facing his brother tonight, and then Buff Bagwell comes out. Buff says that since Scott Steiner had a change of heart, now Buff will be in Rick Steiner's corner tonight. And Rick bites. And you can smell this like seven miles away, even upwind. Yeah, right. You you could smell this more than a room full of marks at WrestleCon, all right? This <laughs> and had good the, Lord, did, did we? <laughs> this had the smell, bro. But the opening match is for the WCW television title. It's Chris Jericho defending against Raven just under eight minutes. So, Well, the Raven was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> well, Raven starts, starts off by cutting a promo saying that he doesn't want to wrestle tonight, so he's leaving. Even even he didn't give a damn about that title. <laughs> yeah, show me the person who did, please. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Arn Anderson. That was the one. <laughs> Disco. Yeah, maybe Booker T. Uh, but Chris Jericho insults him and says that he wasn't planning on wrestling either, but he knows that he could destroy Raven. Raven finally runs back in for a jump start. In the end, Canyon comes out, but Jericho gets sent Ooh, into him better. and knocks him off the apron. I like it. Uh, what about Raven and who better than Canyon? <sighs> but sure. <laughs> good, good stuff, pal. Or, well, it's a, uh, it's good stuff. Or in other words, those guys never drew a dime. Well, not here. Raven did. <laughs> right. But Jericho counters an even flow attempt into the lion tamer and Raven taps out. Uncle Dave actually gave this three stars. What? Uh, I gave it two. Let's say you. I gave it two. What's up? Okay, opener. Yeah, it looks. Uh, it, I mean, it, it was fine. No, nothing, nothing great. But I mean, I'll was, say you fine. know, uh, Jacob Grundy might have skipped this one. Yeah, it right. Review. It was not, you know, reviewable. Right. Says the guy who watched the review for a show. Yeah, right. But Eric Bischoff and Hollywood Hogan now walk out onto the stage. Hogan talks about how he destroyed Horace Hogan, his own blood, for not being dedicated enough to the NWO. That proves he'll do far worse to somebody like the warrior tonight. Yeah. Yeah. How he does, dare he? He does far worse to our, our viewer, to his viewers than he does him. Personally, I think this is the case of Hulk Hogan holding down Horace because, you know, he's he, he sees that Horace Shut is the f- up. Well, Horace already. is the Hogan, you know, and he sees it. it and he's is. like, he's like, that doesn't work for me, brother. Strokes that Fu Manchu. He's got to put him down and hold down the little guy. It's like Triple H breaking out that golden shovel, man. <sighs> you, ever, you know uh, the the snow shovels that are real, real big and can pick up a lot of crap all at once? Well, Hogan had one of them, and it was golden. He, he did a lot of burying. Speaking of burying, up next, it is Meng versus Wrath. Just under four and a half minutes. So the only note I have is Wrath wins with the meltdown. <laughs> uh, I was down watching this. Uncle Dave gave it three-fourths of a star. <laughs> I gave it one and a half. Let's say you. I gave it one. This yeah. sucked. Yeah. It um, it was, I, I guess it was a match. It, like, it had two bells. They beat each other up. And that was it. I don't know. Oh. But nobody cared, bro. This is when I begin saying this crap could have all been on Nitro, and I wouldn't have batted an eye. But we now see Billy Kidman being interviewed for WCW.com. I thought it was WCWWrestling.com, but they actually put the graphic up. Yeah. Well, they, they had a graphic up at one point that said just WCW.com. I'm like... Well, according to Tony Schiavone, it was WCW.Wrestling.com. <laughs> or was no, <laughs> WCW.Wrestling.com. Oh, God. 
Yeah, yeah, that stupid internet. Those stupid kids think this internet fad is going to take over. What morons! Uh, shut oh, up. <laughs> I guarantee that's what people said back then. Like, I, I like, by the way, like, I work with computers and stuff, and like, I like how today, like, people are like so resistant to using computers. Well, I don't know anything about that computer crap. I just want to use papers. Like, shut up, freaking dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's a popular but, opinion. Yeah. But we now see Billy Kidman, either way, being interviewed for WCW.com. Kidman says that he thinks Disco Inferno is too heavy to be a cruiserweight. Call him fat? That's an insult, bro. He's fat! <laughs> and now, up next, it is the, the Disco Inferno taking on Juventud Guerrera in a match where the number one con- uh, the winner will become the number one contender for the cruiserweight title. The most prestigious title in all of sports entertainment. Oh, God, I'm going to slap the hell out of you. <laughs> well, oh, we don't have any uh, trips where we're meeting up coming up, so I, I can get away with this for a while. <laughs> uh, this one goes about nine and a half minutes. So this match is the greatest wrestler in the world and Juventud Guerrera. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is this the time where he was considered the greatest wrestler in the world, according to that idiot? It was around this time, yeah. I know he said he was the greatest wrestler of 1999. I was like, what the f- no, like I can't think of anybody off the top of my head and just no. But in the end, Disco hits a pile driver to get the surprise win. I actually thought it was going to be who and dude, but Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I give it two. Let's say you. I gave it two. It was fine. I like it was, it it was, was a good okay. little match. Yeah, it was a good little match. Uh, I wasn't like jumping out of my seat for it. But now the entrance, on the other hand, I was definitely jumping out of my seat for that. <laughs> Gotta get up and dance for the Disco Inferno, man. God. Anyway. But we now get another Nitro Girls performance to burn time before Scott Steiner comes out onto the stage. Ah! He says Big Papa Pump's in town, and he's ready to pound. Good lord. They literally just let him say whatever the hell he wanted, man. Yeah, they did. (sighs) But Scott says that if they want to make things interesting, his match with Rick can become a tag team match with Rick yeah. Steiner and Buff Bagwell versus him and the Giant. The Giant now comes out to trash talk before JoJo Dillon interrupts. Dillon says that if Scott and the Giant put their tag titles on the line tonight and lose, then Rick will get 15 minutes in a match with Scott one-on-one. Scott agrees to all of this, which further pounds home that the fix is in. <laughs> I mean, it didn't... I mean, we'll get into it, but... like, yeah. Why, why, if the fix wasn't in here, why would Scott, the big heel that's been ducking and dodging forever, why would he just be like, oh, yeah, let, let's do it. Put my title on the line, even. Yeah. Freaking dumb, man. <sighs> anyway. I, I, I don't know. Don't listen to me. Anyway. Up next. Uh, speaking of uh, dumb, it is Fit Finley versus Alex Wright in about five minutes. And I, Americans. I guess the thing here is that Alex Wright is on a mission to prove that he's the best wrestler to come out of Europe. Yeah, I was going to say the best foreign wrestler. Oh, well then. Uh, You mean international, Greg? God. (laughs) Right, this was around the time, wasn't it? Yeah, I was... I know. Well, I know Jim Ross was there, because I remember him specifically saying uh, international object. Yeah, I don't know. Freaking Turner changed his mind like he changed underpants, so I really don't know, like, what was happening when... Either way, uh, we get a boring chant during this one. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, 
I, no lies detected, man. But in the end, Alex moves and Finley charges, uh, sh- charges his shoulder into the ring post. Wright then hits a neckbreaker and wins. Uncle Dave gave it one and a quarter stars. I gave it one. This sucked. Let's say you. I gave it a whole star. Ah, uh, star. Good grief. Like, they subjected us to this. Not saying either one of these guys sucked, but this match is just meaningless, boring, and why? That's that's my my biggest question about the show is just why. But we now go to that's why exactly. You mean me, right? <laughs> <laughs> we now go that's to exactly what I meant. Exactly. Ernest the Cat Miller is being interviewed for WCW.com. Lee Marshall argues with Miller about calling himself the greatest. <laughs> He argues about him calling himself the greatest and the real deal. Okay, yeah, I know sure the Holyfield had no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Wasn't the greatest like Muhammad Ali is the greatest, and then uh, Vander Holyfield was the real deal. Yep. Like, so he's just calling him like he does karate, but he's stealing the nicknames of boxers. A black boxer, any one of them, copy them all. Exactly. Look, I'm going to take all of their names. Start calling yourself Prime Time. There you go. I know it's a different Baddest sport, man. but. <laughs> exactly. But up next, it is further proof that this is just Nitro that they made us pay for. It's Lodi versus okay. Saturn. I that's not my opinion, but <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was the best match of the night, right? This is the main event uh, in the country. Oh yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't want to pay to see Lodi? I remember that Vince McMahon was pissed he couldn't get this to be his WrestleMania main event. Yeah, right. God dang it, they got it mid card on Halloween Havoc. I would have had that in lights. WrestleMania. God dang it, pal. They're just leaving money on the table. <laughs> this goes just shy of four minutes, further proving that this could have main evented WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Why do you say that like sarcastically? Oh, I don't know. Well, because... Me, right? But Lodi stops getting his ass kicked just long enough to chase down a ring person carrying he off his signs. Like he can choose. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally getting his ass kicked while he's like yelling, bring back my signs. And then he like slips out of the ring and runs after the person. And then he gets back in the ring and proceeds to start getting his ass kicked again. But he keeps bailing out to hold up signs because, you know, that's his power up, I guess. I don't know. But this is so effing stupid. Saturn yeah. Supla- I know. For this surprise of the century. <laughs> Good grief. Lodi, man. Hell yeah. Well, Saturn suplexes the hell out of him. And then hits a DVD and wins. Uncle Dave gave this a quarter star. Ending this crap. Right. Uncle what, Dave what gave this a quarter star. Oh, wow. <laughs> I gave it a half a star. Not even dignifying it with a whole star. What say you? Yeah, about the same. I gave it a star, but yeah. Sucks. It's just bad. It just blew all the ass, man. <laughs> Not even like some ass. It blew all of it. Like, good grief. And... And wouldn't you know, Lodi would go on to be one of the hottest things in wrestling in a couple of years when he teams up with uh, uh, Lenny Lane, you know, and they're like the ambiguously gay duo. But they're not gay. They're brothers. brothers. Yeah, right. Oh, they're not gay, even though they're literally coming out of the closet. And they call themselves the West Hollywood Blondes. That's a real thing, folks. Yeah, they literally they they exit a door with a label on it that says the closet. Because, as you know, anywhere you go in life. The clause is always a label. <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody lives with Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> oh, man. But we now go to commentary for a while before we get yet another performance from the Nitro Girls. 
And this up be, next. This is rapidly becoming the best part of the whole card, by the way. <laughs> like, normally, I'm like, whatever, Nitro Girl. Like, you can fast I'm not forward, even like, like, saying that in a perv mode, either. In the um, perv way. Yeah, this right. Is, like, we're just seeing any of the matches we've seen. Yep, hard to argue. So this next match is Billy Kidman. I, I like how his, his last name is Kidman. <laughs> it's just funny to me. But he is defending the WCW Cruiserweight title against the Disco Inferno. Goes just shy of 11 minutes. There is might be a good match. Stay tuned. Yeah, right. Well, my thing is, like, there is no damn way this roster is so thin. They had to get two Disco Inferno matches on one show. <laughs> like, they the second match, by the way. I like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, this one's for a title. Like, who gives a crap? But Disco manages now to... Now uh, wonder, who did he have the blackmail on? Yeah, right. He wasn't even friends with anybody at this time. But Disco manages to pile drive Kidman. But Kidman kicks out right before three. In the end, he reverses yet what? another pile driver attempt into a face buster, followed by a shooting star press for the win. Uncle Dave gave this two and a quarter stars. I gave it two and a half. Uh, probably my highest rating so far. What say you? I gave it two. It was probably my favorite match so far. Yeah, it wasn't bad. But yeah, I, I really like Kidman. I really he he was really damn good. Disco was was good, but I didn't need to see him twice in one night, man. Like, do you remember when we kind of got threatened by that guy in the toy store in Detroit? If we we're gonna talk yeah. about, about Disco, <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm not gonna talk about Yeah, he was like, hey, there will be no Disco Inferno uh, slander in in here. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Like, of all the ones, you'd be like, hey, don't don't be talking crap about that guy, the Disco Inferno. That's the one, man. Yeah, right. We found Disco's fan. He lives we in did, Detroit, Michigan. We did see a, a toy of him. Uh, I did not buy it. I, I didn't. I wasn't really kind of regretting look, it, but I'm not. But. Yeah, I kind of want it, but uh, I don't know. That's one of them where it's like, do I regret not buying it, or am I just kind of like, eh, whatever? But there were some cool toy stores in uh, in Detroit. You can check out our uh, our YouTube. I made shorts about it. But up next, it you is make it a short is not so convoluted. Yeah, but up next, it is Scott Steiner and the Giant defending the WCW World Tag Team Titles against Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell. It was about eight and a half minutes. Buff the stuff. So as soon as Buff is tagged I'm in. I'm right now years old when I just realized that's an innuendo. Buff the stuff. <laughs> right. Okay. But as soon as Buff is tagged in, he beats up on Rick Steiner. Did anyone actually take Buff seriously that he wouldn't turn or that he would even actually the, turn on Even Scott? in the moment of watching it, I never did. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, Stevie Wonder saw this coming. But oh, either way. The, uh, you know where the Steiner brothers went to college, right? Uh, some crap-ass place that we don't talk oh, about. Blue. Oh, they blew, all right. But uh, the match now becomes a handicap match. This is the second match, by the way. I didn't mention it earlier, because I was just like, all right, whatever. why would you? Yeah, but this is the second match where we get a low blow right in front of the referee, and there's no DQ called for. Well, no, the referee's just being, uh, what's, what do they call it? Um, uh, lax the rules. Yeah. Yeah. In, in every match, apparently, because, you know, this is a, this is the big time. He's letting him go. But Rick pulls Scott in front of a giant missile drop kick. That is real, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, he nails the top rope bulldog on the giant and then wins the tag titles, proving that, it's, <laughs> proving that it's not just Vince Russo who always books the one to go over. That was a, that's a, a, a Vince Russo staple for anybody out there is the one always beats multiple in a handicap match. Why? Don't know, but it happens. <sighs> yeah. But either way, um, 
Uncle Dave gave this dose stars. I give it a star and a half. I was not a fan. What say you? Full star. Yeah. I feel like Rick and Scott never had the blow off match ever. No. They always ducked and dodged it. And like, why? Just freaking I think they fight. They did that man. at uh, Road Wild now in the Arctic. Road Wild 99? Huh. We reviewed some other show. I can't remember what one it was where Scott was legit hurt, I guess. So they just did some BS with him and Buff, like messing with Rick. I think that was Road Wild, wasn't it? Was it? I, I don't I remember. I think so. Yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll defer to you on that one because uh, I, I honestly don't remember. Yep. Like you said, they never had the big blow off, so... Why would they? They only built it up for like the whole year with it when Scott joined the NWO. So why do you need to blow off, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Just uh, who, who, who cares, bro? Nobody cares. Good. Grief. It wasn't even him, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the sad he part. He wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, it was other people being stupid. But Scott gets upset now and tries to storm off. But Rick goes after him and the giant gets involved. Of course, but Rick manages to get Scott back in the ring to start their match. Uh, same old crap. Yep. It's now Rick Steiner versus Scott Steiner in four minutes, 46 seconds. Yep. Yeah. Big brother versus brother feud that started out back in February. I was there. And uh, that's it. Four minute blow off. I believe this will be the actual blow off match, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Well, uh, yet again, we get repeat repeat performers in matches tonight, making you think that this roster is razor thin. <laughs> Not even AW does this. Thing. <laughs> nope. Oh man. Ah, oh, man. Uh, during the match, someone in a suit and wearing a Bill Clinton mask. <laughs> this is so 1998. <laughs> yep. Jumps the railing and beats up a security guard, Rick Steiner and the referee. I did not physically assault that man. Good Lord. But he takes a mask off to show that it's Buff Bagwell. Meaning that uh, uh, nobody. (laughs) This means that Buff turned on Rick, went to the back, switched, like changed into a suit and a Bill Clinton mask and decided to make his ass back to the ring. Why? Don't know. Because he was thrown out and had to sneak back in. Right. That's what happened. Right. Yeah, right? because yeah, right? because me, right? That's logic. <laughs> kind of like when Ric Flair dressed up as the woman. Yo, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, uncensored ninety-five. Uncensored ninety-five. Now in the archives. <sighs> yeah, he but, was not thrown out, nor did he have to sneak back in in disguise. Nope, he just wanted to dress up like a woman and do it. <laughs> but Rick Steiner still keeps kicking out of pins from Scott, and then takes out Buff. Hits a top rope bulldog on Scott. And wins when referee Neil Patrick runs in to make the count. Cool. Neil Patrick? Uh, Nick Patrick, sorry. <laughs> Nick Patrick, Patrick Harris. Is, uh, <laughs> Neil Patrick is uh, Barney Stinson. Yeah, right. That's what I said. Nick Patrick Harris. He wishes he was that cool. Yeah, well, I don't know. He, have you seen this mullet? Come on, man. That's pretty damn that's cool. That's true. I didn't even make a note of that either. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah. He looks like uh, Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down right here, man. Hell yes! <laughs> Never even thought about that. Now I can't unsee it. <laughs> he just he just needs to hit he just needs to hit the button, blow some pyro up, and be like big old titties. Oh, that's super white. <laughs> People don't know it's a reference for Tropic Thunder. But either way, uh, Uncle Dave gave this dose stars. I gave it a star and a half. What say you? Uh, what the hell do you think I gave it, dude? Uno. <laughs> yeah, it was a match, sorta, kinda. Isn't it crazy? Like, you get these two together, you can never get less than two or three stars, but then you get them one-on-one, it just takes a crap in the bed. Well, they didn't 
even have a match. Like people kept effing around throughout the whole thing. It was less than five minutes. You had Buck Bagwell dressing like Bill Clinton for heaven knows what the hell. <laughs> it sucked. He's from Atlanta, Arkansas, so I don't know why he likes Bill Clinton, but <laughs> it's just I, I don't understand the reference. Like why? Like I get it. He was president. Because he was a, like, he was a thing at the time, you know, like the whole like what was he thing, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I get that part, but it's like that had nothing to do with any of this. Oh, I'm just going to randomly wear a Bill Clinton right. mask and All wear right. a suit. Let's, let's take a quick break and try to figure out why the hell you're trying to make sense of this. Yeah. I, I just want to know who pitched this. And then other people went, yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Maybe, maybe he went in uh, business for himself. You don't know. <laughs> God, proving that Buff Bagwell should never be allowed to do anything without being instructed first. But up next, it is Scott Hall versus Kevin Nash. It goes for 14 yeah. minutes, so 19 I, seconds. I, right here on my notes, I'm like, why do we have back-to-back matches with feuding team members? <laughs> <laughs> right. And this one, I was like, wow, I forgot this match even happened. And then I watched it, and all the memories came flooding back. I'm like, oh, God, I forgot that how this one ended, too. But Scott comes to the ring with a glass of what looks like vodka. Cool. That's pretty safe assumption. Scott throws the vodka in Nash's face and then beats him down all around the ring before talking trash to him. Nash comes back in the ring, though, and the fight starts back up again. The whole feud revolves around Scott drinking too much, you see. Uh, Nash, well, and and the fact that he's black and white and Nash is uh, red and black, whatever. But Nash ends up destroying Hall, hitting him with a jackknife, and then leaving to get counted out. To which I say, what the fuck? Well, now, to be fair, at the time it was stupid, but he does explain the next night he wasn't going to be with his friend. So Okay, that see, that makes it dumber, because you already did beat up your friend. You uh, all, More dumb. Yeah, like, you literally just had to put your foot on him and pin his ass. <laughs> like, I already beat the shit out of you, but I refuse to pin you, all right? Like, what? I'd rather you just pin me, bro. What the hell? Pin me, pay me. Exactly. This. Oh, God. But we now get the saving grace of the show. The Nitro Girls have another dance, but this time they're wearing colorful wigs. Still right. Different. Yeah. Right. Up next, it is Bret Hart defending the United States heavyweight title against Sting in about 15 minutes. It's become my thing, so I've got to mention it. You, you should see it coming. The champion entered first. Oh, yeah, and you had a field there that SummerSlam was <laughs> second in the triple threat. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it always makes you go, who gives a crap? So I, I had to mention it. But this is tomato-faced Sting. Uh, as a kid who loved the Wolfpack, I didn't hate this. H- how did you feel about Red-Faced Sting? I, I, I remember how I felt at the time, but looking back at it, it's stupid as hell, but maybe at the time I might have liked it. I still don't mind it. My thing is, like, he had the goatee at the time. It looked kind of weird. Like, okay. Uh, weird, but whatever. But, uh, at one point, Brett feigns a leg injury so that he can get some brass knuckles. Sting thwarts that plan, though, and he ends up getting low-blowed for it. You know, this is match number three, I think, with a low-blow, yet again, right in front of the damn ref. Oh, and yet again, the ref gets bumped. (laughs) This is match, what, three, four, (laughs) with the ref bump in it? Yep. Sting. Sting hits a stinger splash now, and like an idiot, jumps too high and smacks his face on the ring post and knocks himself out. <sighs> God. Well, you know where that ring post this hit him, This is something right? they've done a lot in WCW over the years. 
Yep. Well, you know where the ring post hit him, Greg? In the face! In the face! <sighs> but Brett then beats the piss out of Sting with his own baseball bat and then wakes the ref up so he, he can lock in the sharpshooter and the ref declares Brett the winner because Sting is passed out. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a half. I actually gave it two and a half. I thought it was average up until that dumb ending. What say you? I gave it two. This is like a marquee like, match. That should have been amazing. I know. Like, this should have at least been three, four stars, but it was just kind of Yeah, right? <laughs> this was just kind of meh. It felt like they were just going through the motions. Me, Wasn't me. anything big. Yeah. And uh, it's also kind of weird. I don't know about you. It's kind of weird seeing Bret Hart and Sting feud over the mid-card title. Why do you say that? It's just weird, man. I don't know. No, it's like yeah, it's like that'd be like uh, on on uh, in WWF. You see Undertaker and Kane fighting over the Intercontinental Title, but uh, the EMTs now rush to the ring to put Sting in a neck brace and stretcher him out in an uh, into an ambulance. Cool. So they could afford a fa- uh, to rent an ambulance. I see. Uh, they they wouldn't in about a year. But now we've come to the match, Greg. The match. You ready to talk about it? <sighs> well, nobody's ready to talk no, about it. But let's go. <laughs> it's Hollywood Hogan taking on the Warrior. This goes about 14 and a half minutes. If there's one event that the Warrior fits on, in my opinion, it was definitely Halloween Havoc. <laughs> yeah, this was a horror show. <laughs> for like, but for like the fourth or fifth time tonight, the ref gets bumped. The Giant then runs out and gets clotheslined out of the ring right away by the Warrior. Like, get the F out. You're not supposed to be in here. Hogan attempts to use flash paper to throw a fireball in the Warrior's face. Good Lord, yeah. And you've all seen this. <laughs> this does not go off at all. Like, it's like a little, like, <laughs> like in midair. Warrior's like, meh. <laughs> and he, like, it was like he smacked his hand away. <laughs> but then the Warrior is victim number, like, four or five of a low blow right in front of the referee. <laughs> God, zero DQs. Then he eats a leg drop for a near fall. Eric Bischoff now comes out and puts the referee in a headlock so that Horace Hogan can come out. And he's not mad at Hulk, even though he sent him to the hospital to get stitches. No, 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 no. He comes out with a chair and he blasts the warrior in the back. (sighs) Hogan then pins the warrior to win. Uncle Dave gave this negative five stars. I gave it one and a half, maybe one. How did you get negative five stars? Apparently, it was the exact opposite of Kenny Omega and Okada. Or the exact opposite of the parking lot brawl. Exactly. Well, that's the one, Greg. <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it was really bad, but I've seen worse. Like, I feel like you and I have seen way worse. This was this was bad, but it was just like... Did we do that parking lot? That, uh, that dumpster? No, the... Oh, that... that Hardcore brawl, where was it? In, in a oh, the junkyard, junkyard bar, we uh, No, we did not. Because how's that not worse? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Dave gave that one. I'd have to look that one up. Uh, what event was that at? Do you remember? Censor 99, I want to say. I think, well, hey, uh, let not your heart be troubled. I think that one's on the docket coming up. Uh, oh, thank you, Kenny Omega. Exactly. <laughs> see, da, 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 da. I don't see that one on here. Was it on Censor 2000, maybe? I think it was 99. Uh, no, maybe it was 2000. No, I think 2000 would have been for the title. 99 was just for the trophy. So. Yeah, I don't see it anywhere. Huh. Uh, WCW. What was it called? Um, 
Junkyard match. Oh, Junkyard Invitational. That was it. Oh, it was a Bash of the Beach 99. Good See, God. I thought uncensored because it just sounded like it fit with that garbage. Yeah, you're, you'd be correct on that one. Let's see. He didn't rate it. He didn't even rate it. <laughs> it was that there bad. Yep. But after this match, the Hogan's pour lighter fluid all over the warrior. Apparently they're going to, bro, they're going to set him on fire and he's gone forever, bro. <laughs> Where the hell? Like he, he tried to fireball him and then he's going to literally l- l- set him on fire. Like what the hell, man? <laughs> like he's, like, the Warrior's been playing head games with you for a couple of months, and you want to murder him? Good lord. I think that's a little overkill, brah. <sighs> anyway, uh, the security finally rushes in to break it all up. That's the end of that. Good lord in heaven. <sighs> it's it's matches like this that make me question if there is a god, you know? I see Kenny Omega every Wednesday, so... Well, I haven't seen JBL in a long time, so that's... But anyway, that takes us to our second-to-last break. On the other end of this... It is the main event for the WCW title. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. It's uh, well, this is better than that last match. It's actually the match of the this night. Is better than anything about the whole damn card. Yep. It is Goldberg defending the WCW World Heavyweight title against Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas White Trash. This goes about ten and a half minutes. So DDP dodged a Hello? spear. And, say what? Well, we're not uh, gonna talk about the, <laughs> what happened here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, did, isn't it uh, like as soon as as soon as they lock up? I think right when they lock up. Yeah, because I, yeah. I was watching it, it happened. Yeah, so they lock up. Pay per view just goes off the air. I forgot to include that in my news, by the way. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. F and pull it up. Here we go. You want you want me to you want me to hit you with this right before the match? <laughs> so at least twenty five percent of the pay per view systems ended the show right as the main event was beginning. As a result, WCW was forced to air the match for free on Nitro the next night. 
and it ended up doing a record 7.18 rating, which is the highest of all time for a non-wrestling match on cable, beating the Hogan-Goldberg match from a few months ago, and led to Nitro winning the ratings battle this week. Or did you say a non-wrestling segment on TV? Uh, let's see. And it ended up doing, uh, which is the highest no, of no, all time. No, no, I believe time. you said non-wrestling segment. I believe this was a complete wrestling segment. Uh, yeah, I might have said that. It, it's, it was for all time for a wrestling match on cable. Um, but uh, da, da, da. yeah, you got to make sure to put that because it's up Hogan and Andre on the main event. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but it happened because WCW had only blocked out two hours and 50 minutes for the pay-per-view originally. But earlier in the day, they decided to stretch it out to around three and a half hours. How do you not know? Well, like, yeah, Jim Cornette said that cable companies are really meticulous about that. You can't even yes. flirt with one over 30 seconds. Right. It's like you pay for this time. You can't just take it upon yourself to be like, ah, we're going to go over. Like, no. Are you going to give them more money for the for the extra time? Hmm? You're going to help yeah, them no. rearrange their schedule? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because of the late decision, Word apparently didn't get to as many pay-per-view providers as they cut the feed after the two-hour, 50-minute mark as originally planned. Naturally, this led to thousands of angry phone calls, most pay-per-view providers offered the Tuesday replay for free or partial slash full refunds. In the end, WCW is going to toss or to lose a lot of money on this, likely in the seven figures. And there's a ton of heat on Bischoff from Turner execs. I wonder why. But Bischoff is putting the blame on pay-per-view providers who apparently missed the memo that the show was going to go long. The pay-per-view providers are also furious at WCW because they gave away the Goldberg DDP match for free on Nitro, which will significantly cut into their number of people who might have ordered the replay on Tuesday. So all in all, the whole fiasco ended up getting Nitro a one-week ratings win, but it was a total cluster F in every other way and will severely cut into overall profits from the show. You don't say. Yeah, that'll do it. This just is so mind-numbingly stupid and so, I feel like, so easily avoidable. <sighs> anyway, getting into the match itself, though. Uh, DDP dodged a spear in the corner at one point, and Goldberg nails the post with his shoulder. Later, when he hits the spear for real, Goldberg can't capitalize because his shoulder is still hurt. He goes for the jackhammer, and DDP turns it into the diamond cutter. However, he waits too long to make the cover and gets a near fall. He goes for a suplex after that, and Goldberg turns that into a jackhammer for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three and a half. What say you? As soon as it was in it, I gave it four. Yeah, I mean, it was really good, especially for a Goldberg match. It was probably one of the better Goldberg matches of all time. Well, not probably. It was one of the better Goldberg matches of all time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it was great. Didn't DDP say like Goldberg knocked himself silly with that spear? He was going hard so, for yeah. it. Yeah, because DDP said Goldberg had a history of, like, just running through people and, like, legit hurting them. So DDP was like, dude, when he hit me, I was, like, hitting a napkin. I went, I, like, collapsed because he was like, I wasn't letting him hurt my ribs. You know, because he always had that damn tape on. So <laughs> you got to think, chronically. you got to think, right. You got to think he had chronic rib injuries. <sighs> but either way, uh, after the match, Goldberg helps DDP to his feet and celebrates with him for a bit to end the show. Yeah, that was, uh... That was it. Uh, if as far yeah, as something. Yeah, right. Uh, Uncle Dave, for the record, said that this match was really good, but not enough to save the pay-per-view. <laughs> oh, you don't say <laughs> one match, especially one that most people didn't see. Yeah. Right. Obvious statement is obvious. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. 
On the other end of our break, our final break, we're going to tell you our ratings for the show and what's coming up in the coming month. Follow the Main Event Marks on Twitter and Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way there. back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slow, mate. Take it easy. Event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. Now back to the show. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings. Yeah. Internet Movie Database gives us 5.9 out of 10. Cagematch.net gives it 5.30 out of 10. I give it a 6 out of 10 for uh, D minus F plus. What say you? Uh, D minus, yeah. D minus. It passed. <laughs> Good lord. This thing didn't deserve to pass. I'll say that. Suck. <sighs> I guess we got to. Hit it one more time here. This uh, this whole show, uh, not good. Believe me, not good. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know, man. It it definitely was. It was it was not a quality quality show here. But that does it for that. We're done with October, man. Crazy October. Yeah, uh, Halloween's coming up in a couple of days uh, for all who celebrate. And yeah, uh, we got some stuff to look forward to with cutting into the bird this month, man. And, uh, boy. Oh, yeah, your favorite when I play the turkey noise on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's hit you with um, with some uh, October, November here. What's coming up next month? For those that don't remember, during the Jim Crockett era, Starcade was always around Thanksgiving time. So we're keeping that tradition alive, as well as Survivor Series. November 1st, we're hitting you with WWE, or, excuse me, with NWA Starcade 84, the Million Dollar Challenge. Ric Flair defends the NWA title against Dusty Rhodes in the main event. There's some other really great stuff on that card. Looking forward to it. Uh, the first Survivor Series we're doing of the month uh, comes on uh, November 8th. You were the one that wanted to cover this one. You said it's one of your favorites or might be your favorite. Is it in SummerSlam or sorry, uh, Survivor Series 1990? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. There's, there's, okay. a, there's, a really, there's a little debut there. Never goes anywhere. Yeah, right. Oh, well, you mean the guy popping out of the egg, right? Yeah. No, of course. Who? By then, you I'll have, have that toy. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to swap the heads? Hell yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a Jacks figure of the guy who debuted at this show. Not really? the guy in the egg. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, but anyway, so that is coming up. Survivor Series 1990. That's on November 8th. November 15th, we're hitting you with ECW November to Remember 2000. Yeah. Uh, That's actually a good event. uh, I've never seen it before. Uh, The main event is a double Jeopardy match for the World Heavyweight title. It's Steve Carino uh, versus Just Incredible, Sandman, and Jerry Lynn. And Jerry Lynn is the champion. Jerry Lynn. (laughs) Jerry Lynn only got to hold that title for a month. Spoilers. Yeah, right. Uh, we've also got the FBI defending the tag titles against the Unholy Alliance of Mikey Whipwreck and Yoshihiro Tajiri. Oh, oh this yes, is the... they still shoehorn uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Super Crazy and Little Guido into a match. Absolutely. Or is it Tajiri? Or no, it's uh, t- yeah, Tajiri. Tajiri. Yeah, yeah, but t- they still get two of the three into a match, though. Exactly. Well, well of course. <laughs> uh, the one... The, these are the matches I really want to see. It's... Uh, we open with Simon Diamond and Swinger taking on the Bad Street Boys, which are Christian York and Joey Matthews. Hells yes. And Balls Mahoney and Chili Willie, a.k.a. Balls and Willie, taking on Dubaldi's. <laughs> taking on Dubaldi's in a Flaming Tables match? Ah, oh, hell yeah. And Rhino defending the TV title against New Jack. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, gobble. <laughs> freaking gobble. You're damn right. Good lord. What did I do to us, man? No backing out now. Anyway, but then we go to uh, double main event week, November 22nd, two days before we, or one day actually, before we cut into the bird. It's Survivor Series 2004. The main event of this one is Team Orton versus Team Triple H. Good God, some of the names in this match, man. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Uh, We also, yeah, it's Team Orton consists of Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, good so far. And Maven. Right. They're taking on. So they got to have somebody in there that's going to draw the dimes. Yeah, because it sure isn't them first three. But <laughs> who'd they ever beat? <laughs> Good grief, man. Uh, but they're taking on Team Triple H, which is Triple H, Batista, Edge, and Gene Snitsky. What the fuck? Yep. I, what, do you, th- what, do you, what do you not get here? I don't know. Me, right? All the way. Yeah, this is something. So it's it's Maven and the guy who likes feet with yellow teeth. And you anyway. went, he wasn't doing that yet, but I can't believe you went there. Oh, yeah. At least we get Trish versus Lita on here. Uh, God, dude. Uh, JBL versus Booker T. I'm going to assume that one's Oh, is that mid. why you said God? Okay. Well, of course. And now, we now get I get what you meant. Okay. The Undertaker versus Heidenreich. In 16 minutes. Why Why are you saying it like that? It might be good. Asshole. Uh, yeah, sh- monkey, assume stuff? yeah, monkeys might fly out of my ass. Will they? Uh, no. <sighs> but yeah, so that's first. The day after Thanksgiving, we're hitting you with our second NXT we've ever covered. It's NXT TakeOver Wool Games 2017. Games. This took place at Wool the Toyota games. Center. The Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Uh, it was the Undisputed Era taking on uh, the author, Authors of Pain and Sanity in the War Games match to end the show. Uh, Drew McIntyre defended the NXT title against Andrade Cian Almas. There was some good stuff on this. Oh, well, hell yeah. We open up with Lars Sullivan taking on Cassius Ono. Oh, no. Oh, man. Two names back-to-back in these matches. Then the next match is Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream. <laughs> 
<sighs> this show did not age well. But the main event will be fun. <sighs> Yikes, man. Give me a little liberal with the word fun there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, we're going to close the whole month. November 29th is our second and last Starcade. It is Starcade 86, Night of the Skywalkers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express take each other on in a Skywalkers match. Oh, we've all... my knees. Good Lord. We've got other matches on this card that look pretty fun. Speaking of Hector Guerrero, he's on the show. So, yeah. yeah we're doing two Hector Guerrero shows in November. Damn right. Uh, but we got Midnight, or excuse me, Rock and Roll Express taking on the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Totally Blanchard and Dusty Rhodes for the TV title. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Rick, Rick Flair has a heavy, heavy load trying to take on Nikita Koloff for the NWA title in the main event. <laughs> He wasn't that no. I don't. I, uh, he didn't I completely people, suck ass. I don't agree with people yeah. saying he was horrible. He wasn't nah, great either. No, but he was a load, dude. He was like, I, I'd say he was probably better than Sid, maybe, or at least on Sid's level. But it's just, uh, I, I can't point to one match and be like, you remember that Nikita match that was really good? Like, yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. No. Well, you know what's saving this whole card, man? It's Jimmy Valiant taking on oh, Paul Jones. <laughs> it's Jimmy Valiant with Big Mama. Taking on Paul Jones in a hair versus hair match. Damn yeah. right. And this comes right after. Freaking great, dude. Oh, yeah. yes. Four minutes of excellence. <sighs> and uh, that that comes on the heels of Sam Houston defending the Central States title against Bill F. and Dundee. So Jake the Snake's brother and the goon for the Central States wow. heavyweight title. <laughs> the goon. <laughs> well, isn't that Bill Dundee or was he somebody else? Oh, it's Bill Irwin. Oh, Bill Ar- my bad. Sorry. Bill Dundee was... Either the... way, you still went to the goon. I just... I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's Jake the Snake's brother and Sir William. God. <sighs> yep. So, I don't know. The, the card does look fun, though. I'm looking forward to seeing it. At, at least we get a Brad Armstrong match, all right? No? All right. Anyway. No. But... I mean, that... it's always going to be no. What? No, <laughs> hell No. <laughs> Brett B A. What do you? I I don't get you, man. It's Buzzkill. Yeah, he certainly was. <laughs> Good God. You said a mouthful there, dude. Yep. But either way, we're uh, we're done for the month, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, we're finally getting into the uh, the holiday spirit with things. So Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and then before you know it, it's Christmas. So you say we'll Christmas or kiss my ass? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yep. We will see you all next week and next month, actually, when we bring you NWA Starcade 84, the Million Dollar Challenge. <laughs>